Uh, this morning, uh, if you turn your Bibles over to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. All you need to do is to uh, turn on the TV, the radio, listen to news, read the paper, whatever the case might be, social media, and you see that our, our world is in turmoil, especially here in the United States. So many, so many issues that are taking place, especially uh, with, with, with crime, especially with all the people being killed for, for ridiculous reasons. And, and what that's doing is it's bringing a, 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 a spirit of fear uh, into uh, the population is bringing a spirit of, I mean, throughout the United States, just a, a discomfort where people are lacking peace and confidence uh, in uh, even just going out. And that's the strategy of the enemy. And we see that uh, in actuality taking place uh, in our society. And people are looking, and I really believe right now, people are searching for comfort in their lives, for comfort in their families, because there's so much discomfort uh, in the world this morning. And what we need to do is understand that when we are feeling anxiety in our lives, when we are feeling unrest in our lives, we need to know where to go. We need to know whom to turn to so we can receive the peace of God that the Bible says passes all understanding. Peace that only God can give and, and that the world can't take away. It only comes from the true source and that is from God our Father. And as, as we look at our, our word this morning, I want to encourage you that if you're here today and you are feeling unrest in your life, you are feeling discomfort in your life, you, you're searching for, for a peace in your life, well, number one, you've come to the right place. It's the house of God. And secondly, if that's the case, what we need to do is look together and turn to the Word of God so that we can start to establish God's comfort and presence in our lives. His presence is here already. We know that. We sense the presence of God. And so now what we want to do is to bring you to a place where you begin to sense God's peace and comfort in your life, no matter what it is you might be facing, what it is you might be going through, whatever strategies of the enemy he might have assaulted you with this morning, uh, we need to look to the Word of God. And the Apostle Paul was an individual who had learned, uh, as the ladies are going to be having what they call the secret place uh, in their, their ministry coming up on Friday, the Apostle Paul learned and found that secret place where he could find comfort, where he could find the peace of God, where he could find uh, God's presence to, to strengthen him during those times uh, of hardship, during those times of persecution, and during the times of suffering. You know, when we uh, look at, at our nation we know that in, in our faith, in the Christian world, in Christian, Christianity, there are assaults that come against us as believers in Jesus Christ. And those assaults are going to intensify. Those assaults are going to increase. We already see it 
in our northern border in Canada where uh, there are already limitations that are placed upon pastors, upon what they can speak about. Otherwise, they're going to be thrown in jail. And I, and I tell you here today, uh, we need to prepare for those strategies to begin to infiltrate here in the United States. And the reason I'm saying that is because what these are meant to do is to bring discomfort and bring unrest. The Apostle Paul was persecuted for preaching the gospel and for standing uh, in the Word of God. And we will be no different uh, when that time comes. And so what it's best to do is to prepare and begin to look uh, at uh, the places where we can find those secret uh, areas of God's Word, those places where we can spend time with God and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to comfort us and begin to bring uh, the peace of God into our lives. And the Apostle Paul found that as we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And starting with verse 3. You know, Paul has been persecuted. He's been beat. He, he has been chained. He's, he, is, he has been chased. But listen how he starts off here in verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that right there should be the foundation for a good sermon, just in that alone. That when Paul found himself uh, in chains and he found himself uh, persecuted and beaten and, and, and shipwrecked, etc., and so on, we read that he's praising God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. Would you say that word all with me this morning? All, not some, not a few, but in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. So what I read here this morning is that what I find for my life and what you should find for your life is that no matter what it is that you face, no matter what trial or tribulation or persecution or discomfort you might be sensing, that we can come before God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, and experience uh, comfort uh, when we find ourselves in any kind of trouble. When we find ourselves in any situation, uh, the Scripture says uh, that through Christ, comfort will what? Overflow. I like that. I like, it's not going to be dribbled out. It's not going to be sprinkled out, but it's going to be overflowing into our lives. I like that this morning because that tells me that God is not limited in any way, shape, or form when it comes to bringing comfort to us. And that tells me that He is the source of what I call true 
comfort. True comfort. Not false comfort. There's a lot of that. Not southern comfort. (laughs) That some people turn to for comfort. But true and lasting Holy Ghost comfort that can only come from God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so there are those maybe here this morning who look for comfort in their thoughts and thinking that I'll just keep doing the same things and eventually things will get better. And they live with their discomfort and they live with their pain because they're unwilling to surrender their lives to the God of all comfort. There may be some here this morning who are wrestling within themselves uh, and they're living with their pain. There are those who turn to substance abuse and to try to comfort themselves. They turn to the latest fads, to social media, to other people who are in pain. That's the craziest thing that I could ever think of, is to turn to somebody who's also in discomfort and in pain. Why would I want to ask them how to get help? Why would I want to ask them how to get through my discomfort uh, when they haven't even found the solution? And it's sad to say that there may be even some in Christianity who turn to other sources other than uh, the true source where comfort comes, and that is through God uh, and by His Son, Jesus Christ. Because He is the only one that can bring that comfort uh, and relieve the pain that the world brings upon us. There are people in this society who are living in pain, people who are struggling in pain and discomfort uh, when all they need to do is to understand and realize that there is God, uh, the Father, who is willing uh, and wanting to help them and bring them through their trials. That's why he's called the God of all comfort in every area of our lives. There is no area in your life this morning that God cannot bring comfort to. No area. Sometimes we exclude God from this particular situation or this particular place in our lives because we feel, and the devil's lied to us, that God can't change that, God can't heal that, God can't deal with that. But the devil is a liar this morning. Because God says, I can comfort you. He is the God of all types of comfort in every circumstance this morning. And and, and that is just one of the aspects uh, of, of God's nature and character. He is also called the God or the Father of compassion, the God of mercy. Thank God for mercy. Don't you thank God this morning for His mercy and compassion upon our lives. And it's that mercy and it's that compassion when we find ourselves in a place of trouble or discomfort that that peace can come into our lives. That when everything else is failing us and everyone else uh, has, has abandoned us, uh, their God, uh, the God of compassion, uh, has mercy upon our lives uh, to comfort us in our time of trouble. The Father of compassion. The term Father implies the source or the starting 
place. And uh, so God is the source, and he is the beginning or the starting place uh, where that we should turn to in order to find uh, comfort and compassion and mercy. He is the place. No one else, nowhere else can we find uh, the comfort and compassion and the grace and mercy that only God can give. People try, but they fail to find that because he is the source of all things. How many can say amen this morning? He is the supplier of all goodness and mercy and concern for our lives. God has compassion for us. There are people who say they have compassion. There are people who will speak words uh, to try to console. But let me tell you something. Only God can bring true consolation and comfort uh, in those times of trouble. Thank God for people who will try to comfort us, and we should do that and try to console us. But yet the ultimate supplier of comfort, consolation, grace and mercy that will meet every need is God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. We need to realize that this morning in a world that is filled with fear, filled with doubt, and filled with uneasiness. We need God in our society. We need the presence of God and the Word of God to be disseminated to those around us so they can also begin to feel God's comfort. You see, those of you here today who have been serving God for any length of time, you know what I'm talking about when we talk about the timing of God's comfort that God's comfort always comes uh, in the nick of time. God's comfort is always there to be with us in those times when we feel we are by ourselves. He is called the God of patience and comfort. God's comfort is patient. God's comfort is timely. In Romans chapter 15 and in verse it says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may be with one mind and one mouth, glorifying the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God of patience and comfort. That's who he is, who, as our text says, comforts us in all of our troubles and tribulations. God's comfort comes when we are in times of trouble. Maybe some of you this morning are facing some kind of trouble, some kind of assault against your life. You're facing discomfort in your life for some reason. You know, I, I associate that word discomfort with doctors and dentists. <laughs> right? When you ask them, is it going to hurt? Oh, you're going to feel a little discomfort. And then after they're finished, are you kidding me? This is not discomfort. This is murder. This, this, is, this is death. This, is, this, is, this hurts. 
Change your vocabulary. When I ask you, tell, tell me it's going to hurt. Not a little discomfort. And you see, sometimes we get in the place where God is trying to help us. And I said that God is patient there. He loves us. He's a God of comfort. And too many times we push away God's uh, love and, and comforting patience in our lives. And we think we can work it out by ourselves that, you know, it only hurts a little bit and we'll be okay. But the Bible says Satan comes not to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And what he wants to do is destroy and kill our faith in Jesus Christ. Let's not allow the lies of the enemy to shy away from the God of comfort and the God who loves us. He's patient this morning with us, waiting. He's waiting for us to make that choice, to realize that maybe we're wasting our time searching for comfort in the wrong places, searching for guidance and strength in the wrong location. God is patiently waiting. There are some that God has been waiting for for quite a while. He's patiently waiting because he wants to comfort you. He wants to console you. He wants to bring peace into your life. And if that's you here today, and you've been avoiding that, and you've been running from God, you haven't surrendered to God, it's time to let go. And let God begin to bring healing in those places that you are discomforted in. Those places that has brought pain in your life for so many years. Let go and let God's comfort, true comfort, begin to fill your lives. God is patient. He won't never desert, desert us. He'll, he'll never stop uh, wanting to bring peace and comfort into our lives, no matter what's going on around us, no matter where we are. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, uh, he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Have you ever been forsaken? Have you ever been left by someone? Well, they were supposed to be here, but they're not here. They didn't show up. See, that's not God. God is there no matter where or what is going on in your life. He is there. He will be there to console and to comfort you. He's patiently waiting for you, so stop running from God. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but stop running from God. It's time to run to him so he can begin to bring that peace in your life. Christian, even when you feel like you're in the middle of a, the, the biggest temptation that you are fighting against and that is assaulting your life and your mind, God is there to comfort you. He says uh, he will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability to, uh, to bear it and even provide a way of escape. That's comforting here this morning that if you are going through the biggest temptation and battle of your life, uh, I want to tell you, turn to Jesus uh, because he will provide a way for you to be comforted uh, in that so you can get away from it. Because if you stay there, you allow the enemy to continue to lie to you. I mean, Think about this. 
Even, the Bible says, in the valley, in the shadow of death, he said, I will be there. What is the valley of the shadow of death? That's the darkest and the, and, and, and the deepest place uh, that a person finds themselves uh, when they're in trouble. When they find themselves in a place where they are looking for, 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 for release and looking for resolution and, and help. Uh, but it's, it's a place where they're crying out in the deepest parts uh, of their inner being. Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. No matter how dark it may seem, no matter how, how ugly it may feel, I want to tell you, God is there God is there ready to comfort you. He's there ready to console you. He's there ready to bring peace into your life. Our scripture said in verse 5, for just as the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. God the Father comforted Jesus Christ while he was on the, the cross. He was there with him through his pain, through his suffering. He never forsook him. He was there with him. Jesus and all his humanity was suffering and crying out to, to God the Father and feeling the emptiness. He felt as if he was alone but God was there all the time. And for you and I, when we feel like we're going through persecution, through hardships and unrest, and we feel like we've been forsaken, I want to tell you this morning, through Christ, his comfort will overflow into your life. And right now, there may be some who are suffering, some who are hurting, going through something you've never gone through before. I want to tell you, God is there with you to console you. His comfort comes by the Word of God. This is why the enemy fights us so hard when it comes to reading God's Word. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scripture, we might have hope. Where do you turn to for comfort? You need to turn to the Word of God. You need to turn to God's Word and start to soak in God's Word in your life so that the peace of God will begin to fill you up. So that hardship, that trial, that thing, that assault that you're going through, it's God's word and revelation that will begin to bring to you uh, comfort and peace uh, and uh, understanding about why you're going through this and how God is there with you. Turn to the word of God and through prayer. 
God's comfort will come as you get on your knees and you begin to cry out, God, what is going on? God, I can't take this. God, I need you here this day in my life. Philippians 4 and verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which uh, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Present those petitions, those things that are discomforting in your life, those things uh, that are trying to destroy your faith, those things uh, that are trying to build fear in your life, those things uh, that are trying to take you away from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul says, uh, bring them to him in prayer with thanksgiving uh, and uh, bring them to God and the peace of God will bring uh, in your transcend all comprehension and understanding in your life. You will be filled with God's comfort. This morning, times that are difficult, times that are uncertain, as Christian men and women, we need to be resolute and stand firm in our faith of God's word and stand firm against the assault that would come against the word of God. Stand firm no matter what it takes and let God comfort you during those times of assault. When, we, when, when God comforts us, when we experience the comfort of God in our lives, it's so that we can begin to help other people be comforted also. It is so that we can look around and see if anyone else is facing hardships or discomfort in their lives. In our text in verse 4, it says, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. Not just for us to hold on and I feel better and I feel good and I'm okay now, but it's saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for bringing peace and comfort in my life. Now let me look around and see who else needs help. That's the body of Christ. That's what it's for. We are not in this by ourselves. How many can say amen this morning? We are a fellowship, a body of believers, many members who have different functions, but yet one of those main functions uh, is to encourage and help one another. How do we do that? By sharing how God has comforted us. That's what I love about Prayer Central when we get here on the first Friday of every month at 7 o'clock. We come in and we hear testimonies of how God intervened and touched people's lives, how we comforted them, how we healed them, how we provided for them. And I know it encourages me, and I guarantee you those who are here are comforted and encouraged also. God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. 
Too many times we, when we go through the changes and trials and hardships of life and when we finally get that peace of God and we finally receive the comfort that we're looking for, we just kind of move on in life. But that's not the idea that Scripture says. It says that that now comfort that you received should now cause you to be a comforter and go help someone else. I see how the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians in chapter 7 and verse 4 was comforted. He says, I have great confidence in you. I take great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. For when we came into Macedonia, this body of ours had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fear within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort you had given him. So you see, Paul was thanking God for comfort, but he was also thanking the believers, uh, Titus and the church, uh, for also comforting him. That's how it's supposed to work, folks. It's supposed to be shared. It's supposed to be testified about. We're supposed to talk to people about our experiences. And it's so sad when Christians neglect fellowship and they neglect the way that God wants to bring comfort into their lives, and they feel, ah, don't need to go to church, don't need to, to be involved and be a part of what God is doing in the congregation. You're missing out on the comfort that God can bring into your life. You're missing out on hearing a, a word from someone that can encourage you or a word from the Word of God. That's why our Relate groups are so awesome. That when you in, get involved in one of our relate groups, uh, you can go into one of these areas and these cities in the house and listen how God be taught by the word of God. And then listen, maybe somebody's testimony, how God helped them so that you also can be encouraged. And so in First Thessalonians chapter 5, as our worship team makes their way up this morning, Paul writes in Verse 11 and 14, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And in verse 14, now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. You see, this morning, the results of true comfort as we read our text, Paul glorified God. He had gratitude and he worshiped God for the comfort that he brought to him. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all comfort. That's what takes place when you experience God's true comfort, you want to praise God. You want to worship God. You are grateful to God because of that comfort that can only come, true comfort, through His presence and relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ.
as this morning we bow our hearts before the Lord.